Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming to you today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today, and I hope you have some uh, plans to walk with God today. If you've not already read your Bible, make sure you get in your Bible today. Spend some time in prayer, and uh, maybe get a gospel tract and hand it out to somebody, but do something. Do something to grow in grace today, or at least attempt to do something to glorify God with your life today, and let's make a difference. You know, time is short. That's right. Jesus is coming soon, and we don't have forever to do something of eternal value, but we sure do have right now. We have been blessed with this day, and let us use it for the glory of God. Well, you might be at work. Well, I'm glad you're listening in at work. Maybe you're at home. I'm glad you're listening from your home. Maybe you're driving down the road. Thank God you're listening in your vehicle. I don't know. Maybe you're at the gym. Well, you say, surely not. Maybe there might be somebody there. Well, I'm glad you're listening while you're exercising, wherever you are. I'm praying today God will speak to your heart, young or old. It uh, doesn't matter. I want God to help you, whether you're in full-time ministry or uh, a faithful member of your church. I want God to speak to your heart today as God has spoken to mine. We're in the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews has uh, so much rich truth within it. There's some difficult passages for sure, but some very uh, delightful passages, if you will. And we're reading through the book of Hebrews, and we've been in chapter 9, and now we're in chapter 10. This will be broadcast number 2 in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, I believe. And uh, we're talking about the fact that Jesus is better. He's superior. You study the book of Hebrews, and you find that Jesus is shown better than so many different things. He's shown better uh, than the angels. Jesus is shown better than creation. He's better than Abraham. He's better than Moses. He's better than the Old Testament law. He's better than the first covenant. He's better than Canaan land. He's better than the Old Testament priesthood. And on and on we go. Why? Because Jesus is more uh, sufficient. He's more satisfactory. He is uh, the one who came to fulfill the substance of that shadow. Jesus is better. And we're talking about now the uh, New Testament. The, de the Bible talks about how a testament is not in effect until the death of the testator. And Jesus died on Calvary to usher in this New Testament. Old things were passed away. Old things become new. Jesus fulfilled. He's now our high priest. He's our high priest, not in an earthly tabernacle, but in the heavenly tabernacle. He doesn't minister in the Holy of Holies on earth, but in the Holy of Holies up in heaven. He took his own blood, not the blood of an animal, to atone for sin, but not his own. He had none, but our sin. And there it is, the blood is still there. It's on the mercy seat, atoning for us. And now we have eternal redemption. In verse number one through four, we talked about last broadcast that the Old Testament sacrifices, it said plainly and bluntly in the Bible, could never take away sin. Just like there's no remission without shedding of blood, there is no no remission at all, no, no uh, permanent atonement, no perfection gained from the sacrifices of the Old Testament. Verse number one says that uh, they can never with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. And then in verse number four, he reiterates that and drives the nail deeper. He said, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away 
sins. So there it is, plain as you can see it right there in front of your face, the blood of bulls and goats can't atone for your sin. Now listen, you might be listening to me and you're hoping or uh, banking on something other than Jesus to get you to heaven. It won't work. No, you'll not get to heaven. You'll, 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 sad to say, you'll die lost in your sin. You'll go to hell. The only way to heaven is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Mass doesn't cut it. Communion doesn't cut it. A priest praying for you won't cut it. A church membership won't cut it. Baptism won't cut it. Morality won't cut it. Good works won't cut it. Attending every service at your church and never missing Sunday school, singing in the choir, whatever, that will not cut it. There's no works that you can do. Just like in the Old Testament, those sacrifices were futile. Any attempt you make now in this dispensation outside of the blood of Christ and salvation by grace through faith is likewise futile. It's a waste of time. It cannot get the job done. It's not possible. All right, so Jesus came. Those Old Testament sacrifices were to help the sacrificer look forward to a better sacrifice, and he came. His name is Jesus, the Son of God. He came, and he lived a sinless life. Why? So that he might die for our sin. He took our sin upon him, became sin for us. He went and died, our substitute, just like that ram caught in the thicket on Mount Moriah for Abraham. Jesus came. He died in our place, just like that ram died in the place of Isaac. Jesus died for us on the cross of Calvary, and he shed his blood, but it's better blood, powerful blood, pure blood, perpetual blood, perfect blood, propitiating blood. Uh, it was a blood that uh, uh, paid our sin debt in full. And he paid, he paid it there on the cross of Calvary. He didn't stop, though, at Calvary. His ministry continues and still continues today. Jesus ascended up on high, led captivity captive. And when he did, he took the blood with him. And as he took that blood up into heaven, he entered into the Holy of Holies and took that pure, perfect, spotless, sinless blood. And he put it on that mercy seat in heaven for us, for my sin and for your sin. I can see him there. The Old Testament high priest would enter once a year on the Day of Atonement and offer a blood sacrifice on the mercy seat for the sins of his people. But that sacrifice could not take away the remembrance of sin. He had to do it every single year. But Jesus once, Jesus once entered into the holy place of heaven for us, took his blood and put it on the mercy seat. And that's why we know we have eternal life. That's why we know that we're eternally secure. Why? Because the blood is still there. Boy, I got, bad, I got excited. The blood is on that mercy seat. I'll never see hell, never taste hell, never touch hell, never go to hell. Why? There's blood in heaven that testifies for me. I've got an advocate. I've got a mediator. I've got a high priest on my behalf serving, ministering in the Holy of Holies right now. Well, let's look at some new verses today. We'll start here in verse number nine. It says, Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. And that's what Christ did. He came and he took away the first covenant and established this new covenant. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Now watch the phrase, once for all. The quotation and thought is essentially repeated from the previous verses we read last broadcast. It emphasizes the point. All right. So we have a better sacrifice, a higher sacrifice, a more important sacrifice. The truth was repeated. God had no pleasure in the endless parade of Old Testament Levitical sacrifices. Christ came to fulfill God's will in the area of a sacrifice for sin. Jesus took away the first covenant so he could establish the second covenant. That means in coming, Christ fulfilled and superseded the Old Testament with all of its sacrificial system, and he established the New Testament. All right? Verse number 10 says, By the will, or rather, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Now, how many times did he have to die? Here it is, once for all. 
Another reason for Jesus coming, Emmanuel, the incarnation, the reason Jesus came is this. He took upon himself a body so he could offer himself as the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. He didn't come just to be the leader of a religious sect. He didn't come just to do miracles. He didn't come just to uh, give us great sermons, although he did all those things. Jesus came, wrapped himself in flesh so that he could lay that body down as a sacrifice on the altar for our sin. He took upon himself a body. He could offer himself as the ultimate sacrifice for our sin. Thus, he not only was our great high priest, he also was the sacrifice. In the Old Testament, the priest offered the sacrifice for the people. In the New Testament, the high priest offered himself as a sacrifice for the people. He's the offerer, and he's the offering both. Now, in so doing, he began the process of sanctification. In contrast to continually having to offer sacrifices like they did in the Old Testament, he offered one sacrifice, and he completed the job for all of those who would trust in him. Red and yellow, black and white, old and young, rich or poor, known or unknown, any man, woman, boy, or girl that puts their faith in Christ can have that promise of eternal redemption and salvation. His sacrifice was given for the sins of mankind. All right, let's look at verse 11. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices. Here it is again, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. The contrast of the endless sacrifice of Old Testament priests and the work of Christ is here given again. The truth is the endless sacrifice of the, of the Levitical priest could never take away sin, not even one sin. Yet Christ took one sacrifice of himself and removed all sin forever. And then he seated himself down at the right hand of God, the majesty, the right hand of God on high. The context is of the Levitical priesthood. And uh, you see how it's talking about how Jesus is superior. But not only that, it reminds us of the Roman church and the travesty, heresy, and blasphemy thereof, where they say Jesus has to die every Sunday in their mass. Hebrews 9.22 tells us that without the shedding of blood, there's no removal, no forgiveness of sin. But Jesus shed his blood and paid our sin debt in full. How many times did he have to die? He died once, and that for all. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.